Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today is another AMA episode, that is Ask Me Anything. I'd love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjam.com. That's victor at victorjam.com. Today's question comes from Collins in Southern Alabama. He says, hi, I'm the owner of a nice property on one of the main highways in an area of South Alabama that has sustained steady growth over the last 30 years. In fact, the city recently placed a year-long moratorium on development. I saw this time as an opportunity to achieve favorable zoning and have my land packaged for any would-be purchasers or developers. I'm a land dealer in the eyes of the IRS, so I'm taxed at ordinary business income levels on land sales. Furthermore, a 1031 exchange is also not possible due to the circumstances on this property. I'd rather not take the tax hit on an outright sale. The restaurant chain Five Guys purchased a failed Pizza Hut not far from this location, and they've signed a long-term ground lease with favorable payments and escalation clauses for the landowner. Which leads to my question. Rather than going through the top 10 Google results, how can I identify companies who might be inclined to enter a ground lease with me as the owner so I can create a stream of long-term recurring revenue? I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Thank you, Collins. Well, Collins, thank you for the kind words, and this is a fabulous question. One thing you said in your question is the city's put a one-year moratorium on development. The way I hear that, that suggests to me the city is not going to even look at any development applications for that one-year period. So the window for evaluating development applications is probably closed during the moratorium. That's something for you to check into. CPA and Rich Dad Advisor Tom Wheelwright is famous for saying that if you want to change your tax, then you need to change your facts. And it's true that if a property owner has a history of doing land development, or if you're dealing in land, the land will not be eligible for capital gains treatment. In order for land to be subject to capital gains treatment and eligible for a 1031 exchange, it must be a like-kind property and held for investment. Held for investment can be raw land or it can also include improvements to the land. Your idea of exploring a land lease is a good one. It definitely solves the problem of being taxed at a higher marginal tax rate. As always, you need to consider the merits of being in the land business versus the commercial leasing business. As investors, we always want to bring certainty to the situation. The benefit of a sale, despite the higher tax consequences, is that the exit is clearly defined. Once you've achieved the exit, you reap the benefits of your efforts to get the property entitled. It's more common than you might think for commercial properties to be situated on a ground lease. Ground leases do complicate the financing for the tenant. This is because the ground lease payment is senior to the debt on the improvements. So if the tenant on the ground lease gets behind on their lease payments, the landowner can foreclose, and that would leave the lender in jeopardy. Many of the commercial brokers have a team that specializes in commercial ground lease opportunities. Commercial tenants often prefer a ground lease because it minimizes the cash outlay required to get the project built. The commercial brokerage house of Avis & Young has a website called Net Lease Advisor. The website has a lot of information about national brands that are interested in ground lease opportunities. The team at Marcus and Millichap also have their own website called netleaseadvisorygroup.com. I would suggest you talk with both of these groups. I would also suggest you talk with shopping center specialists who have experience with these types of arrangements. The types of businesses that are candidates for ground lease arrangements are large national brands with strong credit ratings. 
You often find banks like Wells Fargo being built on ground leases. You see pharmacies like CVS and Walgreens, and even businesses like McDonald's are known to sign ground leases. But in the case of McDonald's, a ground lease arrangement is relatively rare. The entitlement process goes beyond just the zoning, although that is an important first step. Full entitlement requires an approval of the site plan. These deals are going to be built to suit with a single tenant in mind, which means that you won't get through the entitlement until you have a complete design ready to go with that single tenant. And if it's a larger parcel, it could involve a collaboration with a shopping center developer. Another possible avenue is to build the improvements on the land yourself and to rent the buildings. For example, there might be demand in your area for multi-tenant light industrial. These are the types of buildings that have a combination of a front office space and then in the back alley a large bay warehouse space. These types of spaces are often rented by small to medium business. They might be small manufacturers or maybe a microbrewery or a bakery. You find plumbers, landscaping companies, electricians. These types of commercial spaces are relatively inexpensive to build and they have the advantage of being less expensive to rent than suburban office space. So these spaces do rent quite easily. You might find that simply offering land for ground lease where someone else is going to build, that could be a lengthy process with a highly uncertain timeline to revenue. You still have the benefit of carefree rent by offering a triple net lease if you build the building yourself. And if you build those improvements, you can deliver a product that's demonstrably in demand. At least you're controlling your destiny a little bit more than being dependent on your tenant to bring the design, the site plan, and the funding for the improvements, and then ultimately, eventually, hopefully, the rent. If you do want to do a ground lease, you could build the buildings, and after the buildings are built, you could sell the buildings to recover some of your investment, but then do a land bifurcation and retain the land. So by selling buildings and retaining the land, you can get into a ground lease situation. I like the way you're thinking. I think it's a good idea, but it is more difficult to put together. You could put a line in the water for six months or so and see if you get any bites. And if you don't, then move forward with a plan B, perhaps to do your own construction. I want to thank you, Collins, for a fantastic question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.